listening to Law and Gospel on this Rumination Thursday, August the 22nd in the year of our Lord 2019. And being a Rumination Thursday, it means we have with us on the air Reverend Wes Reimnitz. Hi, Wes. Hi, Tom. How are you? Well, after reading what you had sent me, not very good. <laughs> it's quite an, uh, an article, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, let me explain what we're going to be talking about. The ELCA just had its convention. And boy, if you compare the two conventions of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod with the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, it's the difference between night and day. The Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, we adopted a number of resolutions, but they were always biblically oriented. And not long ago, we remember mentioned about a professor at one of the ELCA seminaries complaining that the ELCA convention did not much have much of the Bible in it and was really off-center in a number of areas, including justification by grace through faith. This article you sent me, what is its main thinking out of the ELCA convention? Oh, my goodness. It's, it's the de declaration of inner religious commitment, and it's uh, how do they reach out to various uh, other de religions that are out there. I hesitate to use the word faith, but uh, that's what they use in there is, is faith. And which which we, we know the Bible never describes false religions as faith. Yeah, did you also notice that for them, faith is best shown by good works? <laughs> by mercy. All the way through the... Yes. Yeah, the, yeah they're, the they're talking about how they're cooperating with these folks. And, uh, for example, they are numbered, the statements. Uh, number 44 says this. As used in this document, the word religion refers to various forms of beliefs and practices such as Buddhism, Confucianism, Hinduism, Islam, Judaism, Sikhism, Taoism, and traditional indigenous spiritualities. And then they go on to say that we ought not judge that these people are not Christian. Right. And it's God's way of, of bringing, bringing them to, to know the, the real God through their faith, through their belief system, and which is just totally foreign to, to us over in the Missouri Synod, I guess. Yes. There was a particular situation that occurred at the convention. Mm. Uh, you talked to me about that. Would you... Maybe you want to explain that and maybe quote what you have there? Yes. In fact, that's uh, is rumbling through the Missouri Synod. I talked to a pastor in Kentucky, Missouri Synod pastor, and we had a lengthy discussion about it this, this uh, last week. But uh, line 620 to 650, uh, Elka pastor got up and made an amendment to this document, document that, that those lines be deleted, and in essence... And uh, that, what uh, lines were to be deleted? 620 to 650. No, 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 what lines? Oh, what what were those lines saying that he wanted to have totally. deleted? Well, for instance, Luther said no human being could 
know another person's relationship to God, but God, what person says or does gives us clues, but ultimately we cannot see someone's heart. So that's a little later, a little earlier. We cannot know the limits of God's grace and mercy. Any attempt to define the, the limit introduces a prerequisite. So, because we do not know his limits. And, uh, and therefore, this led to a resolution that therefore we cannot consider someone not being a Christian and we are kind of in fellowship with all of these uh, religious folks? Yeah, because they're seeking out God. Okay, so what happened way. then? Well, he made his his uh, plea that those be deleted. And in, in essence was inserting John chapter 14, where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except by me. And he was saying, we do know uh, the limits of God, and we, we know it through Jesus Christ. And uh, he, he was uh, summarily set aside. Did they... Yeah. Not agree with him and vote against him, and what by what percentage did they vote that well, these people could be Christians? They voted. They voted ninety-seven uh, percent to rejection of his uh, amendment. Wow, ninety-seven percent. And in fact, one one uh, person got up, uh, Elka, a woman pastor, and chastised him as saying that he should not have made that speech and should not have done that. He should not have said that no one comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. Yeah. In essence, that's what she did. I don't know how anybody can be for the uh, ordination of women. Because if a woman is ordained, she already doesn't believe the Bible. Because it's very Mm. clear from the Bible, uh, just like God's against abortion, homosexuality, and women ordination. And so I'm not surprised that it was a woman pastor that got up with that false doctrine from Satan's uh, seat himself. Yeah, it was uh, quite a a thing. And on the stage behind the the Elka Bishop that chaired the meeting were all these various faiths. He had uh, Islam. Oh, really? Uh, Jewish, Sheikhs, you, you name it. Various, they were being welcomed in as part of that interreligious faith. And I'm not saying anything you can't go to their convention site and see on uh, Wednesday. Now, how, how different that was from the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. We also had... Uh, various leaders of Lutheranism behind us that we had just gone into fellowship with them because we're in agreement with confessional Lutheranism. In contrast, there were no Buddhists or Hindus or Muslims there because, of course, they do not believe in Jesus Christ. Right. Well, in this document, as you read it, they claim to be confessional by allowing that to happen within within the body and i think that's one of the reasons why i wanted to for us to to take a look at this document i mean to 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 say that uh we you can somehow know god uh, by by these other faiths is just not just 
out to lunch, so to speak. Say, see, they, they do a trick of the devil that I used in preaching last night. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was reading from <laughs> Jeremiah where Jeremiah is talking about the prophets are saying there'll be peace. And I quoted Romans eight twenty eight there'll be peace. And a couple of other passages that children who obey their parents will be at peace. And then I said, who would disagree that all of these are not promises from God. And of course, nobody disagreed. But what Jeremiah was saying is that the promises of peace were coming from false prophets who were against Jeremiah, who said, the Babylonians are coming, Jerusalem's going to be attacked, and the temple's going to be destroyed. And these false prophets were saying, no, no, no. The temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, God would never do that. Don't be concerned. You will be at rest and peace. And so I was making the point that the same words from the Bible can be used by false prophets who have entirely different points of view. It's a trick of the devil. I think that's an excellent point uh, to make here is that's exactly what we see going on is we use the Bible for our own purposes. We put ourselves up as God and, and the saying it's interpreted instead of saying God has said it and we must get our thinking right with what the word has to say. And you got to really be careful. For example, in 74, here's what, and they're quoting from their constitution. This church confesses Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and the gospel as the power of God for the salvation of all who believe. As a confessional church, we understand ourselves to be evangelical, Catholic, and ecumenical. Now, that was done when the ELCA first came into existence. Since then, they have okayed abortion. They have okayed homosexuality. In fact, two pastors who are male got married recently in the ELCA. Nothing happened to them. And now they're doing this. So... Yeah, you can quote from your constitution. Look at even in political, both the left and the right quote from the constitution with an interpretation, constitution of the United States, that seems to abide with their way of thinking. And so you really need to understand that the ELCA has changed what it means to be confessional, what it means to be Catholic, what it means to be ecumenical. And we're talking about the ecumenical part now, that they're now considering these religions. You cannot say they're not Christian. Oh, yes. Um, and one of, the, one of the statements that they make is that we are witnesses to Christ. Uh, I'm trying to figure out in the Bible where we where we were to be witnesses to Christ. I thought we were to be witnesses to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the remotest parts of the world, were we not? Yes, we're supposed to be the ones God sent out, like he sent out the 72 and the 12 disciples, to be witnesses about him. And, you know, what really bothers me is their quotation of Luther, it is true, Luther said, and I agree with him, that you cannot look at a person and say that they're going to hell. But that's one thing. It's quite another thing, therefore, to jump to the conclusion they make that, therefore, these people could be going to heaven. 
and we therefore need to be in fellowship with them. Well, you know, you alluded to confessional statements that we make. We, we believe that we put it down in writing, but we believe, teach, and confess. And in these various religions, that's exactly what they've done. And you can tell from, from their own statements that they don't believe in the triune God. Oh, I, I didn't see that, but you saw that? They don't so, believe in the uh, triune God? Well, you take, for instance, the Muslim. Oh, uh, if you're reading the. Yeah, they're going to be reading the. Fellowship with other religions that don't believe in the triune God. That's right. Yes, okay. I see it, that. It's a double. Yeah, it's a double confession. On the one hand, they, they confess uh, that they're Lutheran, the Elka, and Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but yet they, they embrace these false religions like Islam or Sikhism or Hindu or Buddhist that don't believe in the triune God. That reminds me of their position on the Lord's Supper. They will say, oh, yes, it's the body and blood of Christ, and then they go in fellowship with denominations who are Christian that do not believe that, like the Calvinists, etc., and they allow them to commune at their altars. There, there's, no confession. there's no love for people if you allow anybody to commune at your altar because all you have to do is read First uh, Corinthians 11 where it shows that those who take the Lord's Supper inappropriately, they don't have proper confession of their sin or proper confession of the Lord's Supper. Some of them are getting sick and some of them are even dying. So that's how much the ELCA loves people that they're willing to put them into that position. <laughs> Well, it's that you should mention it because all of that laces us through this whole document is they're loving these various uh, religions by uh, allowing them to say that uh, they have a platform with with us in salvation. Are they not? Yes, yes. Um, and that's not. Go ahead. And and that's not. It's not love as we know it. Love would, would, would speak the truth as that Jesus is the only way to salvation. Yes. Yeah, for them to go into fellowship with those who deny the basic teachings, don't they read the New Testament where Jesus refers to the Pharisees who are Jews, who they are now going to fellowship with, as having the devil as their father? Father, yeah. And, you know, also you you read in Acts chapter four where Peter is before the Sanhedrin and they tell him not to speak about Jesus and he makes that witness. There's no other name given among men here upon earth by which we must be saved. Yes. Yeah, it's kinda of interesting what they do with Luther. As Luther reminded us, God asks that we direct our gratitude for God's generosity outward to others rather than upward in activities intended to please God. Luther called this our vocation. Now get this. Alongside grace alone, this was arguably his second most important teaching. Oh yeah, mm. I'm sure there was a huge war during the time of the Reformation because Lutherans were generous toward the neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, and, and they even get it wrong. 
alongside grace alone. They got that wrong. It wasn't grace alone. It was faith alone. Alone, yeah. So it's it's amazing. What are they getting, 15-year-old girls to write this rather than... The kind of professor we looked at, he made that big point, is that he was really upset that they didn't understand at the convention the difference between faith alone and grace alone. That grace was some kind of a substance that God gives you, that you cooperate with, you help your neighbor, and then guess what? God saves you. Saves you. I think you, you stated it well at the top of the program. It, it was This is a very work-related uh documented by our works where we make God happy that we brought these in, these various false religions, and somehow we're going to work them back into salvation. The Lutheran Church Missouri Sin does cooperate, by the way, with Buddhists, Hindus, etc., when it comes to uh, emergency situations, like if there's a flood or if there's a bad weather, tornado or hurricane. We do get involved with them because they are our neighbors, uh, not because they're Christians. And we understand that. But then to say that that mercy is really sharing the gospel, you miss the point entirely. Uh, well, I get the view that they're confusing America democracy where we would work side by side on those, as you say, those various issues, acts of mercy. But they, they go a step further and uh, call it a belief systems in which uh, you can know God. And we, we think that they're going to go to heaven. It's almost like universalism, is it not? Well, yes. In fact, you can pick out, I mean, we could spend another hour just going through the statements, but one of them that really struck me uh, that I couldn't even believe that they wrote, but it, it sure shows where they are coming from. It, it's a statement where they're making the point that um, it's, just for your sake, 186. In significantly different ways, all three traditions, and they're talking about Muslims, Jews, and Christians claim to worship the God of Abraham. Well, I'll tell you, the Jewish Pharisees who were unbelievers among them, some of them, they believed that they were worshiping the God of Abraham, and Jesus says, no, you're, you're worshiping the devil. And this isn't seen here at all. Just because they claim that they're worshiping the God of Abraham and their God of Abraham doesn't believe in Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world in, in Muslim or in Jewish thinking. Right. I got that underlined as well, because they go on to think that we have to redo our Christian understanding and thinking in order to incorporate them. Yes. Yeah, and it wasn't at all unusual. I don't know if you went through the list of names of these uh, individuals who put this together, but uh, one of them was the chair of the ELCA Consultative Panel on Lutheran-Jewish Relations. And they're right. becoming like the Roman Catholics, where they believe that, wow, the Jews, who are not Christians, 
and the Muslims who are not Christians, they still can be saved depending on where their works are. Right. They had one that was also to uh, Christians and Muslim studies, besides the Jewish. Yeah, they... And that was Dr. Was really... Mark Swanson. He was a consultative on Lutheran-Muslim relations. Right. Yeah, I went back and took a look at, at, at who was saying all these things. And, and uh, they're very open. They want to... They wanna, to somehow incorporate them, but I'm having a hard time twisting my mind around this system. Well, just imagine that you're at a board meeting with Muslims, Jews, etc., and uh, one of the persons uh, on the uh, at the board meeting is Jesus, and he's going to mm. look at the Muslims and say, "We really want to cooperate with you and go into fellowship because you're so close." to understanding us properly and understanding God properly. No, he he would say words that would get him crucified today. And, and I found that interesting. They talk about minorities being persecuted, like Jews and Muslims. Not once do they speak about the thousands of Christians that are being killed for the faith. I caught that too. I thought that was rather uh, insightful that uh, they pass a resolution of how they're going to work with with various uh, religions out there in America that are not Christian. Yep. But it's in America. It's not elsewhere in the world. Yes. Yeah, it's really a problem. The best way to read this document is recognize that it doesn't come uh, from ELCA, this is penned by Satan himself. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, a article that I would re- recommend our people read is Luther's Bondage of the Will. Since they quoted it, it's quite interesting in, in uh, talking about it because Luther con- concludes his writing by saying, we believe that Christ redeemed us by his blood, and we are forced to confess that all men are lost, you know, unless they come to, to salvation through faith in Christ. Right. There's no indication of the gospel of Jesus Christ. They can't talk about the true gospel because none of these other religions are following it or obeying it or believing in it. They believe it as false. Otherwise, they'd be clamoring towards our our thing. Kind of reminds you of the 450 prophets of Baal that Elijah went up against in Kings. Yeah, I just finished listening to 60 CDs of the Old Testament. And the thing that struck me that I hadn't recognized before is how much punishment God brings on his people and discipline for their unfaithfulness. And then you read an article like this. uh, No wonder the ELCA is running out of money and is diminishing in numbers. How far God will allow that to go, I don't know. But we need to also make the point, there are a lot of people in the ELCA that are very Christian and are true believers. But when they got these delegates, 
they made certain ways in which, for example, homosexuals were given a lot more ability to be a delegate than other people. In fact, some congregations were able to send more than one delegate, especially if they were homosexual or something. So no wonder 97% of the delegates voted to say that Jesus is no longer the only way of salvation. And we need to realize that's not true about many of the congregational members in the ELCA. I think that's a a very valid point and a good point that you're making. Because, yeah, I know many alcohol Lutherans that do not believe in that stuff that's there. In fact, I'm not so sure they're even aware that it's going on. Yes, I think uh, that's really correct. And you haven't been an officer in the Central Illinois District. You are aware that there were even some ELCA congregations that left the ELCA to join the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pray that that would continue. You, you bet. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And a few of them did cross the Senate, become Missouri Synod Lutherans. I was alerted to this by Issues Etc., where Todd was talking about what had happened to this gentleman who was for Christ, and he was reprimanded by women pastors. And he said, you know, the ELCA not only is no longer Lutheran, they're not even any longer Christian. Christian. I think that, I think he makes a very valid point there. I think they so, left too. behind salvation by grace. Okay, thank you very much. That was Wes Reimnitz. Tomorrow's Open Mic Friday. You may want to ask some questions. We wouldn't have no problem in sharing with you even more. And if you would like a copy of this document, email me, and we'll be glad to send you a free one. God bless. Listen to Law and Gospel each on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.